0: you know at at the beginning of the year you as a pastor i'm always praying what what do you have for our church this year uh that's you know and uh, he's given me some things that i you need to hear not everything that you hear is going to be pleasant okay uh so
1: the songs we just sang about the storms You remember those because as we move into 2023,
0: last year was a picnic in regards to the things that are going to take place in our culture, in our nation. You just need to be aware of that. We are uh, facing a storm the lord will be there when you call upon him okay he is always there and he will take you through the storm um after the storm there's always power but we have to trust him in the storm in order to be able to assess the power that he has for you after the storm is over this is not going to be a a feel good sermon um there's a there's a, a, an old proverb that says, red sky in the morning, fisherman's warning. Red sky at night, uh, sailor's
1: delight. Well, expect a storm.
0: Okay? Expect a storm. Um, many Christians, myself included, <clears throat> hope the Lord returns and takes us out of this mess. Uh, that would be great. However, as I read scriptures, it does not seem that that's going to take place for a bit. Um, And in in regards to that, I want us to look at a few few passages of scriptures that uh, address the Lord's return and some things that are going to take place before his return. Uh, We look at Matthew chapter 24, verses 11 and 12. So let me just prepare you. So what was taking place, Jesus and his disciples were at the temple. And as they were coming out of the temple, the disciples looked at Jesus and said, man, look how beautiful this temple is. And Jesus said, it's not going to be very long before all these stones on this temple are demolished and they're destroyed, they're taken apart. And... So the disciples said, well, what is the sign of that, and what is the sign of your coming? And so practically all of Matthew chapter 24 has to deal with Jesus' second coming. Okay? We're not going to read the whole thing. We're just going to touch on a few first pers- passages of Scripture in Matthew chapter 24. Let's stand together for the reading of God's word, if you would. It says, many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Father, we come before you today. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your message. We thank you for the songs that have been sung. And Lord, as we look forward to your return, we realize that there are certain signs and certain issues that we're going to face, and we need to be prepared for those things. So, Lord, today is part of preparation for what's to come. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would bless this time, bless each one who's here, and give me the ability to convey what you put on my heart. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So, one of the things that uh, is going to take place, scripture says, Jesus said, is that there's going to be false prophets. Um, So here's the deal. You don't need to believe everything you hear on the news. Right? You don't need to believe everything you read on social media. You don't need to believe everything the politicians are
1: telling. (laughs) Let me just
0: say this. There are a lot of people who are swallowing that stuff Hook, line and sinker and they're being deceived and because deception is in the land there's also going to be ministers who proclaim that they're speaking from god and yet they're speaking lies it's very important that you learn how to discern uh, charles spurgeon said this discernment is not just knowing the difference between right and wrong. Discernment is knowing the difference between what is right and what's almost right. That's the kind of discernment we need. Because the enemy can twist, and it sounds good, but in, there, there's something about the twisting. If you're conne- connected with the Lord, if you know your word, there's something in it that just doesn't feel right. And you need, to, you need to pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is telling you. Because many are going to try to deceive you and try to cause you to swallow the deception that's going around in our world. The whole purpose of falsehoods is to deceive. That's the whole purpose. And, and the more they can deceive you, the more that they have control of your mind. They know what they're doing. It's not an accident. They're not just like, oh, man, I made a mistake. They know exactly what they're doing. And when they try to feed you these lies, they are when they feed you the lies, they know that they're deceiving and they know they have an end game in mind and you need to be cautious. You need to know what's going on and you need to pay attention. But this is what scripture says is going to take place before Jesus comes okay so you need to be aware of these things Uh, and here's what i want to challenge you to do when you hear untruth i want you to speak truth when you hear untruth from others you need to correct them but not only do you need to correct them whenever you hear untruth let's see you can't correct them they're you know they're speaking television whatever you need to speak truth to yourself you need, to tell, you need to tell your heart, this is truth. That's a lie. You need to tell yourself. You need to guard your mind. You need to guard your heart. And you not, need, need not let any deceit come into your heart. Scripture says truth will set you free. And any time you receive deceit in your heart, you're going to be found yourself in bondage. The truth will set you free. Number one false prophets. The second sign we see, the warning sign Jesus prophesied, is that all lawlessness will abound.
1: The lawlessness began in 2020, it seems, (laughs)
0: looking back, but it has escalated since then, and this year it's going to escalate even more. It's going to get more crazy, it's going to get more evil. Lawlessness will abound, and it's going to manifest itself in not only in greater evil, but also more duration. It's going to manifest itself in uh, it's. It's going to happen over more, more often, more frequent. Uh, you probably. Heard about the two guys who knocked out several electrical plants, or oh, wow. uh, power plants, in order to rob a store, put many millions of people out of electricity around the Christmas season, so they could rob a store. Uh, they did this in like three different towns. Evil is going to just continue to go, uh, and you're you're familiar with the misinformation that goes on. You probably heard about the 70 year, eight year old man who got his face gnawed off because this young man uh, thought he was a robot. He was on the MAX train in Portland, Gresham area, and he was on fentanyl, on alcohol and, some, and marijuana, and he thought the guy was a robot. And so he attacked the seven- to eight-year-old man and bit his ear off and then bit a large chunk out of his face. And, let me, and, and a lot of, you know, you, you could say this is mental illness, you could say it's because of the drugs, but this is demonic. And so demonic manifestations are going to rise, okay? You need to be aware of this. Uh, it's going to get worse. Uh, people are going to manifest even in greater dimensions, you and I have been witnesses of the transformation that's taken place. Uh, what once was wholesome and right and good and righteous is now evil, according to our society. And those things that we thought were evil and said were evil and know is evil now has become wholesome and good and right and embraced by our society. Drag queens having children's story time in public libraries for instance, and mothers thinking it's cute. What happened to their minds? What happened to their brains? Dean Chris, a wonderful friend of mine who's pastor at First Christian Church, said he went to a conference over in Idaho uh, a few months back and said they were actually speaking on this subject, and there was a group of men who come out of, that, uh, uh, out of the gay lifestyle who were speaking. And they said, this is what happens. He said, not only do these drag queens get up and preach or teach and, and read their stories, then after it's over, they tussle with the children with their dresses on, but they don't have any underwear on. So
1: they're grooming uh, your kids to
0: have a mental disorder. They're, uh, this this message will probably block from YouTube. Okay. So if you want to hear it again, you might want to hear it quick.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. Uh, so
0: you need to be aware that evil is beginning, or continuing, and going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. Kirk Cameron, on the other hand, you may know him. He's a Hollywood actor and Young Americans Foundation speaker. Uh, he, he, he tried to read his book in libraries. And the, there were, he says that more than 50 public libraries denied his request to read his new children's book as you grow.
1: Um, which
0: champions traditional, family, and biblical values. He threatened to sue them, and they have since said, you may read your book in our libraries. So, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, Evil and lawlessness will abound. Scripture says before Jesus comes back, lawlessness will abound. Okay? Second sign.
1: Third sign is that the love will grow cold. Love for the Lord and the love for others
0: will grow cold. How would you like to live in a loveless society? That's one of the things that many people speak up when they come to this church. They said, I just feel loved. I feel loved when I come here.
1: And I commend you, church, for that.
0: Arena was saying the other night she had been gone for a couple of years and came back, and it was like she had never left. Everybody just hugged her and embraced her and loved on her, and, and we're glad to have you back. We're glad to have you, Alan and Laura. Glad to have you back this morning.
1: And, of course, we can continue to grow in that. We need to continue to grow in that. Uh, all of this is taking
0: place simultaneously. It's not like there's going to be lying, false prophet, and then there's going to be, and then there's going to be. It's all taking place simultaneously. And one of the things it talks about is that followers of Christ will fall away and turn from faith. Rejecting the faith that they were taught as a child, rejecting the faith that our nation was built upon and followed for over 200 years. So why is that? Well, there are several reasons for this. There's a movement in our society that's um, called faith deconstruction. And there's a group of individuals who are trying to... Steal the faith that a lot of you you were born with or grew up with. uh, Stealing the faith out from young people. Trying to steal the faith from a generation. So that if that generation doesn't have faith, then who's going to teach the next generation? So it's this faith, deconstruction. And because it's a movement and because it's the end thing, then a lot of people are going that direction because they want to be accepted. Not that it's right, they just want to be accepted. Another reason for the departing from the faith, or perhaps maybe it's part of the same, uh, is that there are individuals who are disavowing their faith, perhaps probably because their faith was not genuine to begin with. They never really met Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. They never have had a personal relationship with him. They were never children of God to begin with. They just went to church. They just played the game. They just put on the face, but it never addressed their heart issues. They have a mental understanding, perhaps, but it never entered their heart. And so they're leaving the faith because they never had any to begin with. Your faith comes from your heart. Your faith comes from your knower, not your head. Okay? And that's something you and the Lord have to work out. If you're, There's a lot of people who's going to miss, miss hell, heaven by 18 inches, the distance from here to here. Because they never, ever, 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 ever get truth in their heart. They never get faith in their heart. And some of you may be sitting here today, and you know all the right things, but it's never entered your heart. You could be one of those who depart from the faith. Another reason is there are those who may have had an experience, an emotional experience, or an experience with the Lord when they were 10 or 7 or 17 or 27 or 47. But they never grew in their relationship with the Lord. That's all they had was an experience. That's all they had was an experience. And because of their unwillingness to invest in that relationship, the relationship dissolves. You know, I, I know a lot of, and you are aware of it too, okay? the relationship with the Lord is very similar to a relationship with a, a spouse. You fall in love with an individual, you get married to that individual. But did you know that you still have to invest in that marriage? in order for that relationship to to blossom, in order for it to be productive, in order for it to be what God had ordained it to be. Did you know that? If you didn't, you're going to find it out. It is the same thing with our relationship with Jesus Christ. Once we meet him, we need to develop that relationship. We need to learn what he likes and give to him what he likes, because he's going to give to us what we need, whether we like it or not. Okay. And oftentimes it is what we like. We didn't know we liked it until we got it. And so we develop these relationships. And, and here's the thing with marital relationships, if you don't, if you don't invest in that marriage, pretty soon there's going to be a break. And there's going to be a divide. And there's going to be a divorce. And I'm just encouraging you and, and, and you know, even after we've been married for 45 years or however long we've been married. Uh, 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 let me change that as long as Paul and Anna have been married for 46 years they still have to invest in the marriage I have to think about it and I hadn't time to think right now so so but you have to invest. You have to invest. You have to invest. If I quit investing in my marriage, we're going to have problems in my marriage. I guarantee you. And it's not going to be pretty. Okay, Because I have to invest in my marriage. You have to invest in your marriage. You have to. Or your marriage is not going to blossom and it's not going, you're not going to form the relationship that God has for you. And it's the same thing with our relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't just meet him and say, "Whoa! that's a good meeting. Man, I had a good meeting 30 years ago. You can't do that. You have to form, develop, invest in that relationship, or it's not going to be vital to you. And I'm just telling you, That's why a lot of people are leaving the faith, because they've never invested in the relationship. They don't know what God has for them. They don't know the blessings that Jesus has for them. Their relationship is on the rocks. there's a lot of people who leave the Christian faith because of that. 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 3 says, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him, we ask you... Now, we're talking about the coming of Christ, right? Don't you get that? We're still talking about the coming of Christ. Not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled... Either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us or through the day of, as though the day of Christ has come. Let no one deceive you by any means. Listen, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first.
1: There's going to be a falling away. I want to ask you are you going to be one of those who fall away? Are you established in your faith? Are you looking at all the difficulties, or or are you looking to Jesus?
0: The author and finisher of your faith. Are you growing in faith? Are you growing in that relationship? Or is it stagnant for you? Are you being deceived? There's young people leaving the church and falling away, in drugs.
1: Boys, what about you? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do?
0: Every one of us need to ask that question. What are we going to do? Because things are going to get rough. Things are going to get tough. And if you don't keep your eyes on the Lord, it could cause you to fall away. Another event that's going to take place before Jesus comes. This world is going to become so bad. This world is going to become so evil that the evil within it will usher in the Antichrist. And those who listen to lies those who live in lawlessness and practice evil, and those who are falling away now will worship and serve the Antichrist when he comes. And I'm just telling you, church,
1: if you're not all in, now's the time.
0: Now's the time. Because it's going to get rough. Let me finish that passage. Scripture in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed to the son of perdition. Did you hear that? That day, Jesus will not come until first the Antichrist has been revealed, until he comes on the scene.
1: The world is not going to recognize him. Christians who are aware will recognize him. Okay? So
0: the coming of the day of the Lord will not happen until the Antichrist is revealed. So for that to happen, I'm just letting you know it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Praise the Lord! And that's what we need to do. Anytime it gets worse, we just need to praise the Lord. Anytime you see things that that look as if they're pointing to the signs that Jesus is coming back, praise the Lord. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. I'm not trying to scare you.
1: I'm trying to prepare you. Okay. Um If you aren't growing in your relationship with Christ, then you will forsake him. Because it's going to get bad for Christians. Okay? Let you know. One more thing. Have you ever
0: been troubled in your spirit? So yesterday afternoon, and I, I think it started in the morning, but I didn't recognize it, what it was until yesterday afternoon. I was troubled in my spirit, and it just got heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. And so I got before the Lord, and uh, so oftentimes when that happens, it's somebody I need to pray for. And so I sat down with my prayer list and I went through my prayer list and it really didn't release. And I knew some couples who were struggling and so I began praying for them and it it didn't release. And so I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what is going on? What is going on? And so he took me to a passage of scripture in Luke chapter 22. uh, And let me just kind of, Before we go there, let me just tell you what's going on. Jesus and his disciples had met in the upper upper room. It was the night before Jesus was going to be uh, crucified. And they were doing the Passover, uh, the last Passover, the last Lord's Supper. And, And then Judas goes out and he goes and betrays Jesus. And then Jesus turns to Peter. And in Luke chapter 22, verse 31, the Lord said, Simon... Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen the brethren. Satan has desired for you and asked for you. As a matter of fact, in the New American Standard Bible, it says Satan has demanded that he sift you. That's kind of weird. How can Satan demand Jesus that somebody's going to be
1: sifted? Here's the deal. There
0: was something in Peter that Peter did not see himself. There were things in his life he thought he was all that and then some. But there was something in his
1: life that Satan saw. And he had permission to go after He had the right to attack and to sift. As we continue to read this story, we see that
0: Jesus gave him permission. and, And he warns him. So sifting is a term used for separating wheat from chaff, the good from the bad, the lumps of flour from other flour. This is my wife's sister. sister, And she makes some
1: wonderful biscuits. But it's
0: best if you get the lumps out of the flour in order for the biscuits not to have lumps in them. And so you put the flour in here and you turn it around and around and around and all of the good stuff falls out and all the bad stuff stays in. so what jesus was telling peter is peter you're going to have some you've got some bad stuff and you're going to have to be sifted to get it out
1: nobody likes to be sifted Peter didn't like to be sifted, but here's what Peter said. What did he
0: say? Verse twenty, chapter twenty-two. But he said unto him, verse thirty-three, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. You don't have to sift me. I'm ready. Then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you shall deny me three times that you know me. Peter didn't believe it. It kind of just went over his head. Because he was, he was, he was in. He was all in. He knew he was in. The reason for sifting is to real, reveal to us our weaknesses. Not so we can beat ourselves up, but so we can shore up
1: those areas. Jesus told Peter, after the sifting, you're going to be stronger than you were before the sifting. It's really not about the
0: difficulty. It's about what the Lord wants to accomplish in our lives, during the difficulty. We want the Lord to get us out of the difficulty. The Lord says, I'm putting you in the difficulty so you can learn to trust me. So we can get the garbage out of your life. So that you can be more of a man and woman of God so that I can use you to your full extent. Some of you may be going through some sifting now, but this is the word the Lord gave me. This church is going through through sifting this year. Okay, And I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, is it all the churches in the world? Is it the churches in Tillamook? He said, that's none of your business.
1: <laughs> this is your business. This is your business.
0: I don't know who else is going through it. But I know many in our congregation are going to go through it. I just want to prepare you. And when that happens,
1: I don't want you to run and hide.
0: When that happens, I don't want you to be a stranger here. Because what happens oftentimes, and Peter was ashamed of himself. And I don't know if you remember or not, but when Jesus called the disciples back together, he said, Call the disciples and Peter. Call the disciples. And Peter, because I want to see all of them.
1: So when it and it could happen to me. When it happens, just say, Man, I blew it.
0: And we say, we, you know, let's pray for it. Peter had to go through the sifting in order he could so that he could be the strengthener of the brethren. Jesus said, I'm going to pray that you don't lose faith. And I'm going to pray for you because the sifting can cause you to lose faith. He said, Pete, Jesus said, I'm going to pray that you don't lose faith. And I'm going to pray that when you come back, you strengthen the brethren. Is that what Peter did? Yeah, it's exactly what Peter did. And here's the thing. When you go through the sifting, it's for a purpose. It's for a purpose. Because, look, and I'm going to pray for you that you don't lose faith in the process. And I'm going to pray for you that when, you're, when you come back next week, not next
1: year, when you come back, that you strengthen your brothers and your sisters. Storm brings power. After the sifting, there is strength. There is greater faith and empowerment to help others.
0: Do you realize that after Peter went through that ordeal, that he was never shaken again? He was never shaken again again
1: church that's where god wants us to be this time next year but you've got to go through some stuff to get there okay just letting you know there's an old
0: song called i surrender all all to jesus i surrender all to him i freely give i will ever love and trust him in his presence Daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. All to Jesus I surrender. Lord, I give myself to thee. Fill me with thy love and power that thy blessing follow
1: So in closing today, I want to ask you a question. If you're here today,
0: and you see the day approaching, you realize, I have to be ready. Would you be willing to say, I surrender all, and come up here, and just stand here so I can pray for you? If you're here today, and and you say, I'm not going to abandon Jesus, I'm going to stay true to him, I don't care how difficult it gets, Uh, and if you understand that you're going to be sifted like Peter, I want to pray for you. So would you stand and begin moving to
1: the front? Amen. Amen. Okay, before I pray for you, Chris wants to share a bit. Hello.
0: Okay, there we go. <laughs> 37 years ago, I'd uh, gone to this church my sister told me to go to to check out something. And I got to talking to the pastor, and he said he needed some brickwork done. I used to be a bricklayer. So I went to his house and we looked at the brickwork and stuff and talked about it, getting it done, this and that. Next thing I know, he led me to the Lord. I never did the brickwork. So that yeah, was God's that's... direction, right. putting me there. Right. God has just put you all up here right now. Amen. Right. It's time. Amen. Let's Amen. do it. Well,
1: nice. Amen. Good
0: Lord. Some word. of you may be here this morning. I've never really given your heart to the Lord. Now's the time. Just tell him right now Lord, I give my heart to you. I'm going to follow you. I surrender to you. Father, I come before you, and I thank you for this congregation. Lord, I love them all. God, we're going. Whatever we face, we're going to face it together. Come on. Whatever we face, we're going to encourage one another. We're going to love each other. Lord, whoever may fall or get sifted, we're going to love them anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, Lord, I just ask that you would just. Let's look at our hearts today. Mm-hmm. Lord, you know what's in our heart. And so, Lord, we surrender all to you. Mm-hmm. Lord, I pray for each one of these mm-hmm. who are here today. But Lord, Lord, let your spirit fall upon them. God, we can't go through the things that we're going to be going through without your spirit, without your help. And so, Lord, I also want to pray that whenever we go through the sifting, we will not we will not just not hide, but Lord, we will recognize what's going on in our heart. We will repent, and we will get our hearts right with you. Lord, you want to get all the garbage out
1: of
0: and so Lord, we give you the praise and the glory and the honor, and Lord, let your blessings fall on this church in Jesus' name. Amen.